Hi, I'm Dr. Rebecca May, and this is Arcana Advances. Follow along as we explore all renal research happenings at Arcana Laboratories. Hello, welcome to Arcana Advances, where we discuss exciting new research in renal pathology performed by our own physicians. I'm Dr. Rebecca May, and today we have Dr. Walker, who will be discussing his recent article in Kidney International Reports titled, Increasing Incidence of Inadequate Kidney Biopsy Samples Over Time, a 16-year retrospective analysis from a large national renal biopsy laboratory. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Walker. Thank you. First, I just want to highlight for those that, that don't know you, you founded Arcana Laboratories over 20 years ago, and it is now the largest kidney pathology laboratory in the country. In addition, there's a robust research program and fellowship program. You have an extensive personal history in advancing the understanding of kidney disease, and it's a real honor to have you on the podcast. All right, I'm blushing now. <laughs> Uh, We know that kidney biopsies are essential for the diagnosis and treatment of patients with medical kidney disease. And in this article, you notice that the frequency of inadequate renal biopsies was increasing over time, and you decided to measure that rate of inadequate kidney biopsies. Can you discuss how you decided to take on the project? Well, it came as a kind of a surprise because we started getting requests from individual nephrology groups to tell us how their hospital was doing or their radiologists were doing on a miss rate. And we didn't pay much attention to it over time, but that's what piqued my interest. We started finding centers that might be missing 50% of the time, more like usually 15 to 20%, but that was very odd, and that's what led to the study. Wow. So you looked at the miss rate over a a wide range of years, 2005 to 2020, at Arcana Labs, and I think the total number of native kidney biopsies is really impressive. Um, It was 123,372 native kidney biopsies from across 44 different states. That's an amazing (laughs) number of kidney biopsies. (laughs) I can't even imagine looking through that much data. So can you tell us how the overall miss rate changed over that time period? Well, when I started Arcana, and remember, I'd been at university forever, and nephrologists did all the biopsies, and overall, their miss rate was between 2 and 5%, not only in my own experience, but in the published literature. And that's the way it was early on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you look at um, the original few years, it is remaining around 2%. But it suddenly jumped around 2008, 2009, and now it just is as high as it varies 14, 15, 16% of the time. Wow. And it's just amazing to think about what a big impact that has on the patient, right? Because it's a really big deal to have a kidney biopsy. I mean, they're under sedation, there's a lot involved, um, getting the OR time and everything. And that's a, a really big deal for them to have to repeat those biopsies. Yes. And sometimes they get one shot at it and then they're stuck if they miss. But also just think about the individual person. Think about your own family, your own family members. If they have an invasive procedure like this and it comes up not sufficient for diagnosis, mm. your heart just fails. Yeah, it's really tragic. So looking at this time period, did the patient demographics change over time about who were who you were biopsying? 
Well, that's an important question because the older you get, the thinner your cortex is. Mm -hmm. And the younger you are, the thinner your cortex is. So what actually happened over that time period is that there was an increase in older patients getting biopsied and a decrease in the number of younger patients relative to the total. Now, that's really important because one of the explanations for this change might have been, oh, well, yeah, of course we're missing. The cortex is thinner. Yeah, exactly. But another big thing that you pulled out of this study, and we can talk about whether that increases um, miss rate, the age of the patient, but can you discuss how the specialty that performed the biopsy changed over time? Well, at the beginning, we knew, or I knew, because it was mostly just me anyway, I knew who was doing biopsies. Mm -hmm. And we had it documented in our work. So I knew at the beginning that 94, 95, 96% Mm -hmm. were being done by nephrologists. Yeah. We then lost track. By the time 2008 rolls around, we only know about 30% of the time who's doing what. So to find out who's actually doing the biopsies, uh, Caleb Nissen, a medical student, looked at 2018 and did phone calls to find out who actually did the biopsy. And we found out in our service In 2018, about 95% of the biopsies were being done by radiologists. But it isn't just us. That's nationwide. If you look in the literature, there has been this giant change, this giant shift. And now that's typical across the country. Wow. And that's a lot of work, calling every center for thousands of biopsies. Well, that is exactly right. Um, We've got to applaud Caleb for that hard, hard work because he actually got the answer in 99% of the cases he examined. He just didn't quit. Wow, that's amazing. What are the differences between a radiologist performed biopsy and a nephrologist performed biopsy? If you go back to 2005, only 5% of biopsies were being done by radiologists, and they had a 17% miss rate nephrologist had a 1% miss rate. Mm. So across time, when you get up to 2018, radiologists are missing 13% of the time. Nephrologists are missing 8% of the time. Now, they're still missing more, but over the whole spectrum, radiologists consistently miss much higher than nephrologists. And how do they do the biopsy itself differently between radiology and nephrology? Well, the biggest difference is needle gauge. Mm. So when you look back, a 14-gauge needle was an acceptable gauge for years and years and years. And through the early parts of Arcana's history, a 14-gauge or a 16-gauge accounted for almost all biopsies. When radiologists take over, 16-gauge even disappears. Forget 14-gauge. All biopsies are being done 18-gauge, and even 20% at 20-gauge. So the gauge becomes, even though the number is larger, the volume of tissue is lower. So the larger the number, the smaller the diameter. Yeah, so basically they're using much smaller needles. And I think some of the thought from radiology about that is that that might decrease the um, amount of bleeding or complications after the procedure. Has that been flushed out in the literature at all? Well, two parts to that. Invasive radiology has focused for the last 20 years on smaller is better. Mm-hmm. With, I mean, this is a concept discussed in the radiology circles. 
And that is based on the idea that that's going to be safer. A littler needle intuitively means a safer biopsy. That is not what the literature shows. In fact, it may be, in fact, there are papers to support this, that the 18-gauge is more risky as far as bleeding is concerned than the smaller gauges. And there are a whole host of factors regarding that. The literature does not support smaller is safer. Okay. And that's really important because also how many um, glomeruli across can fit in a 20-gauge needle? Well, let's talk about gauges. So if you think about a glomerulus, and imagine it's the size of a marble. So if you use a 14-gauge needle, you have a five-marble across. So put five marbles across. That's a 14-gauge. And that's about 1,000 millimeters. If you go ahead and go down to a 16-gauge, you're six apart. Now, interestingly, by the time you get to 18-gauge, you're 1.2 marbles. And at 20-gauge, you're about a half a marble. Now, I hope that gives you the visual image that if you see a whole glomerulus in a 20-gauge, it's because it has a Bowman's capsule and you hit it just right and it sucked it in and then popped it back out and didn't break it. Mm. So 20-gauge is totally unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, if we can't even see an entire glomerulus in the core, it makes it a lot more difficult to make a good, meaningful diagnosis on the biopsy. We'll go back to 18-gauge, too, which is actually more common. It's about 80% currently. If you look at an 18-gauge an needle, there are studies that show that when you do the biopsy, about half of the glomeruli are either hanging or lost. In other words, you see a naked Bowman's mm -hmm. capsule. Mm -hmm. So you've already lost a bunch just because you're cutting through them. 20 is obviously much worse. But 18-gauge is totally unacceptable, really, as well. And in this transition between biopsies being performed by nephrologists and radiologists, was there any increased focus on training of radiology um, for how to do an appropriate kidney biopsy? You know, we're not involved in, in these types of efforts and have never been asked to be involved. Nephrology has not been asked to be involved. Remember that in interventional radiology, their goal is to learn everything that has to be biopsied. So we're talking about everything from a breast biopsy to a thyroid biopsy to being able to hit little bitty things deep in the body. And oh yeah, every now and then we have to do a medical renal biopsy. They also, by the way, do needle biopsies in the kidney for cancer. Mm -hmm. So there's really nothing special because medical renal is so rare that would cause them to say, hey, we need a focused area of training on this. And with all those kidney biopsies going to radiology, does that mean the training in how to perform a kidney biopsy in nephrology residency is also becoming scarce? Interestingly, no. So if you're in a medical school environment where you have a department of nephrology, many medical schools are still doing the vast majority of their own biopsies. And it is still a requirement that they learn how to do it. And they take specific training in this. Oh, okay. Do you think they do perform less overall, though, even in those training programs? Because you did notice that there was an increase in miss rate among nephrologists. Ah, uh, But that's because we're looking at nephrologists out in practice. And what happens when you get out in practice is 
you do fewer overall and you're not under supervision. And so that's what's going on. Now, we do serve several multiple medical schools, actually. And in those, we can tell when it's the nephrology group versus the radiology group. A little aside here real quickly. One of the medical centers switched and immediately noticed a horrible increase in miss rate. The nephrologist got with the radiologist and went through an intensive three-hour training session. Three hours. That's all it took. And they went from a 50% miss rate to a 1.5% miss rate. Wow. Just with that little bit of training. Wow. That's amazing. When you think about the patient impact that makes, and even you could justify that, you know, overall, I mean, the financial savings and not repeating biopsies and the amount of personnel involved, all all of those things that would be so important for people to do. And I always go back to, is it your child? Yes. Your mother? Anyway. Yes. And getting back to the fact that we are we are actually biopsying older patients now than we were 15 years ago. It's it's sort of moved to more older patients over 60. Uh, you did notice that both nephrology and radiology missed more often with this group, but that that didn't really explain all of your findings. They miss at an equally different rate. In other words, radiologists really miss badly in that older group. Radiologists miss more frequently in that older age group than nephrologists. So the nephrologists still do much better in that older age group, though they do have a somewhat increased risk of missing in an older person. Do you see those same trends in in peds? Is there higher miss rates in peds? Well, I think that's explained partially because pediatric nephrologists still mostly do their own. But where we could compare directly radiologists and pediatrics, the miss rate's about the same. In other words, they always Mm -hmm. miss higher. But actually, the peds rate among nephrologists missing is low. Can you talk a little bit about deep misses, which is where you hit mostly medulla as opposed to to cortex or missing like and just getting capsule. Right. Now that's very important. And this now we get back to gauge and depth. So the throw or the extension of the needle once it leaves the sheath is about a centimeter, which is the normal thickness of the normal renal cortex. So the throw is going to get you through the cortex and just barely into the medulla. And so we've got to be careful. If you advance into the cortex even a little, you're going to start getting deeper and deeper very quickly. And when you punch through the capsule, you tend to go three quarters of the way already through the cortex just by the force of that little punch and because the cortex is so thin. Remember, the normal diameter of the cortex is one single small chocolate Mm M&M. That's all it is. So punch through that hard shell and you're going to be halfway in. So that's part of training. You need to get to the capsule and stop. What happens is if you're thinking, I want to get to a cancer or I want to make sure I'm in the lesion, your tendency is to go too deep. And that is my thought process on why there's too many deep misses by radiology. They're in there too deep. Nephrology is taught to touch the capsule and then hold it there or maybe just slightly pull it back before you pull the trigger. Mm. That's the reason they don't miss deep as often. But radiology misses significantly more frequently deep. Now, why is that a problem? Well, there's something called the arcuate artery right at the cortical medullary junction, which is a decent-sized vessel. And if you tear that thing or come through it, 
bleeding is much more likely to happen. Were you able to look at that at all in this study, the amount of uh, bleeding or complications post-procedure? You know, that's one of the limitations that Arcana has. We are an independent institute, so we can't just log into our lab information system and immediately connect to a hospital information system. So that was a straight-up and revealed limitation. I could never look at the complication rate because, of course, we don't have that information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to summarize, over a 16-year period, there's been a dramatic change in who's performing the renal biopsies from mostly nephrologists to mostly radiologists, and that has correlated with an increased rate of inadequate biopsies. And, you know, there may be more training needed for radiologists who perform these biopsies, but I think you brought up an interesting point that they don't do them that often. I also want to mention that we actually have a lot of resources here at Arcana Labs. If you are one of the clients of Arcana Laboratories, you can give us a call and we can actually pull your hospital or your facility's miss rate and just let you know what that is. And we also offer some training programs if you're interested to try to decrease miss rate. And we actually incorporate several different tools, including papers, and even some new smartphone technology that we're working on um, that can help you assess adequacy in real time. So I just want to say thank you for, uh, for joining us, Dr. Walker, and for doing this exciting research. Um, follow us on Twitter at Arcana Labs for more exciting kidney news and research, and you can follow me on Twitter at Rebecca May underscore RP. Dr. Walker, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> That's I'm fine. old. <laughs> but if you do want to reach out to me, my email address is on the Arcana website. Go there and find me. I'd be happy to talk with you about it. Thank you so much, Dr. Walker. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes store. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.